Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Uh, I have with me today a guest um, who works all over the country with practices, but is based out of uh, Minnesota. Um, Christian White, say hello. Hello, everyone. Hey, we're so grateful to have you here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for providing uh, value to the dental uh, community. Um, You're with uh, White Dental Consulting. Um, Go ahead and kind of give us a little bit of your background, how you got into consulting, and, and a little bit about what White Dental Consulting does. Sure. Um, uh, the funny thing was, I did not start out working in dentistry. I actually started out working on a uh, bond trading floor at uh, a brokerage firm in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, my dream was to uh, you know, buy and sell stocks and bonds for a living and uh, in the corporate world. And that ended up, uh, uh, ended up changing professions just because it was, it was difficult for me to make the personal change in the people that I worked with, um, that was harder in the, when you're working in a big corporation. So I decided to make a complete shift and I started, and I decided to come in and work with dentists. Now the story behind that is my father, Jay White started White Associates, uh, Jay White and Associates, excuse me. Um, when he got home uh, from the Vietnam war in the 1970s and he built that up and, um, my dream was not to work for my father. My dream was to go off on my own. And here I am. Eventually I ended up working with him. <laughs> so that was not in, uh, that was not in my story of how that was going to go, but I ended up working with him and I've been working with him uh, ever since uh, 2008. And uh, we work with dental practices from everything on A to Z and how to run a profitable dental practice. And we, we specialize in working with the staff on helping them increase their compensation and uh, there's a whole model that we bring into an office that's a little different than I think most consultants bring in. So yeah. we uh, were able to come in and really affect change in the staff and really help the dental practice to become um, much more profitable. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about profitability and a common problem that we're having right now. And I, I know that you're seeing it. We chatted a little bit before we started recording. Um, staff, hiring team, getting team to do what you want. Kind of what, what are you seeing out there right now? What's going on? Um, within uh, dental practices and their teams and, and what problems are dentists facing as a result of that? Uh, sure. That's a great question, Patrick. Um, the dental practices right now are dealing with uh, probably the tightest labor market that I have ever seen. Um, it's, it's, um, it's difficult to find um, seasoned staff or to hire staff. And because of that, uh, it's, it's taking the uh, what we're paying our hygienists, our assistants, our front desk, even our office manager, what we're paying them, um, it's its pushing that up just because of the lack of talent. And because of that, I'm watching overheads in most dental practices, you know, go from a respectable, you know, 60, 65 percent, sometimes getting up into the 70 percent, all the way up to 75, even, even past 80 percent in overhead. And the dentists are looking at me, calling me saying, hey, how in the world do I afford to pay myself? Sure. I, mean, I would like to get some money out of this, too. So how in the world do I do that? Because I have to go pay my assistants and my hygienists because they just walked into my office and demanded more money or they're going to go down the street for a couple of bucks more per hour. Sure. So yeah. So so I know some people think that this is related to uh, stimulus money and that this is related to um, 
you know, people getting more in unemployment than they're getting if they you know more. I don't think that's it myself. I think that's an easy excuse. I have a feeling. I agree with you. COVID and stimulus and all that fun stuff is gone, um, or really scary stuff is gone. Uh, problem's going to still be there, don't you think? I agree. Um, the The COVID piece, I think, had this effect on dentistry. It had many effects, but I mean, for in terms of the staff, um, you had a lot of seasoned staff who just kind of threw their arms up and said, "Okay, I'm done." I'm sick and tired of wearing 10 layers of clothes every single time I have to walk into an operatory. I have to change it every single time I walk into an operatory. And it just got to be too much. And so they left. And at least that's kind of what's, what I've observed in most markets. And because of that, all of a sudden, you know, when you're a dental practice and you're looking for staff, they're just not there. There's not a plentiful group of people there anymore to, to, uh, to, uh, to pick from. And uh, unfortunately, the assisting schools and the hygiene schools, even some of the dental schools, sh- shut down because of COVID. And so now we're getting ramped back up again, but now we're trying to make up for lost time and helping these people graduate. And it's just, it's taking longer and that's just causing a, a labor shortage, supply and demand. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm not a, a financial guru by any means, but I, I listen to the, some news and I pay attention to what's going on. And I'm seeing, you know, financial analysts across the, the country and across the globe are saying that we're heading towards like a huge boom. Like the economy is just going to light up and it's going to go on fire. There's so much money that's been pumped in. COVID is over. People are going to be happy. I mean, we already see this mm-hmm. you know, real estate shortage is insane right now in, in residential Correct. real estate. So boom happens. Cost of labor is going to go up, I have to imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. And if dentists aren't willing to pay more for a team, other people are, which means this problem is only going to get worse, right? Or it could potentially get worse. So let's start talking about solutions. What what can dentists do to bring in a team, to keep a team, to keep a team motivated and to get that team to do what they need them to do? Now, I know this is, we got about six minutes left and I know we're not going <laughs> to cover all of that, but uh, a minute's worth, what's some good advice? All right. So here's what I have found that works that have we been able to do. We've been doing this for 20 plus years and I don't have a ton of time to talk about this. So let me just get right to the point. In dentistry, every dentist is, comes to us, calls us up on the phone and says, how in the world do I get my staff to do what I want them to do? And I'm like, doctor, you cannot throw instruments at them and expect them to do anything. That does not work. Okay, I'm sorry. Sure. Okay, so what do you have to do? So what it comes down to is you have to take a look at how do we pay our staff? Now, most of the ladies in dentistry are all paid on a per hour basis. And most of our staff, excuse me, thinks on a per hour basis. So if you want to affect someone's behavior, you have to affect how we go ahead and pay them. Now, this gets into another discussion, which is going to take much longer. But what we've been able to figure out is this piece. With our consulting, one of the basis that we believe in is we do a budget with all of our clients. Yes, some people who listen to this are going to think that's a swear word. But a budget actually makes you money, especially the way we do it. And we sit down with the doctor and we plan out how in the world are we going to make the dental practice profitable for the year? We plan out for that. Every expense that we have goes in there. And there's a unique way we have of doing that, including all the money we're going to invest in staff salaries. What do we plan on paying the staff this year? Okay. And we sit down with the doctor and said, doctor, if we want the staff to do more than just come to the office and, you know, do the the eight to five piece, then we need to treat them a little differently. Let's share some of the power in the office with the staff. Now, I have to be very careful with this piece. A lot of people are going to get really tense when I say this, but we have a way of doing this. And what we do is I say, doctor, if we can give the staff a little bit more control over the schedule, 
over how we seat patients, over how we talk to patients, and we let them, you know, be a little, have a little bit more of a say, then all of a sudden they just don't come to work and sit there and do the regular eight to five. And on top of that, doctor, let's pay them for putting in that little bit of extra effort on top of it. So there's a way that we do that. And in the end, what we've been able to figure out is this piece. The staff will do more, will do more when we increase their compensation, but we do it through a commission. And what we do is through the budget is we figure out what do we have to do to be profitable and what do we have to do on a daily and on a weekly and on a monthly basis to make the dental practice profitable. And I sit down with the dentist and we plan that out. It's called a budget meeting. It takes about four to six hours, Patrick. It's very exciting, let me tell you. Okay, and we plan that out. And then what we do is we sit down with the staff and we talk to the staff about what do you have to do to have more money? That's a question that most of the ladies in the dental practice, excuse me, the staff don't know how to do that. And so we sit down and talk to them about that. And in the end, what we do is we show them how are you going to be compensated going forward? And we do that. And how do we do that? Oh, here's how Christian. Yeah. Christian, um, let me jump in here real quickly. I've got a, a question for you. Um, what is the number one mistake that you see practices make when they're trying to figure out compensation for uh, a potential employee, um, right? They've been dying to hire someone. The person seems like they're really amazing and really awesome. By the way, people that are really great at interviews are usually really good at leaving jobs and finding new ones. That's how yes, they get really interviews. But, you know, you, you, there's this shiny object there and, you know, you're like really want this person you want to bring on board. What's, a, what's the number one mistake you see dentists make? They make the assumption that the, the person that they're interviewing is only interested in, in what they're being paid per hour. Yes, that's what they're interested in at the moment. But as a dentist, you need to talk to this person and you need to ask them, what exactly are you looking for in a practice? What exactly you know, is going to make you happy? So here's what you ask them. Okay, Patrick, you say, Sarah, whatever the person's name is, a year from now, if you're working here and it's eight o'clock, you get up and you can't hardly wait to get to the office. And the reason for that is why? And that makes them think, and they'll tell you exactly why they're excited to come to the office. Yes, money does play a part in that, but it, in the end, it goes way beyond that piece. And you want to get at that part, and you have to do that by asking good questions, and that's what we do when we interview people. And because yeah. of that, we get a good idea, and we can plan for that. That's that's great advice. I want to encourage our audience to follow up with you. Again, the website is whitedentalconsulting.com. This issue is not going away. Um, no, I think it's, it's going to get more challenging as time goes on. So getting in front of this and tackling it uh, right now, I think, or last year would have been a better time to tackle. But you know, <laughs> waiting today, I think, is too late. So I encourage our audience to reach out to you to find out more about you and your, your business and get on the right page here. I'll give you the last minute, Christian. What else do you got for us? You know, it's, um, I would say this piece, you know, with our practice consulting, here's what we believe in. Number one, we believe that the staff uh, who work in the dental practice is, is a thousand times more important than any new patient that walks through the front door. The second piece we believe in is I can do a heck of a lot more with a really, really great staff in an okay doctor than I can with a great doctor in an okay staff. And lastly, people are a thousand times more important than numbers. And that's how we do our consulting. And that's how we treat the staff and that we work with and the doctor. And that's why we get and that's why we get business, and that's why we've been so successful. Excellent advice. Christian, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. I really appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? 
Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.